Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, where, you know, it's all about believing God's promises, like totally, completely, and also about... um you know, praying, praying God's promises and praying like we really believe that what God has promised to us is true. I think all of us have probably prayed with, eh, let's say semi-belief, maybe half-heartedly at times, right? I mean, I might be the only one, but I'm I'm like, I'm 100% sure I'm not the only one. I would love for us to be powerful prayers, prayers who pray faith-based, believing prayers, Um, You know, because really, I talk a lot about God's promises, but they go hand in glove with praying God's promises and praying believing, right? So, and, and why not? Why not pray believing? Our God can do anything. Our God can do everything. Our God can do anything and everything. And whatever lies between those two, between anything and everything, um, you know what? He can do that too. So what, what can our God not do? Uh, you know, well, he doesn't force us to pray. Okay. He's not going to force you to pray. He's not going to force me to pray. And unprayed prayers are by nature, they're probably going to go unanswered, right? Because they've never been prayed. They've never been asked, but there's nothing, nothing at all that our God cannot do. Period. Okay. We are going to be in Luke today. Luke 18 verse one, really just one verse. We're going to talk a little bit about this um, passage here and you probably already figured out it's going to be about prayer. Okay. So Luke 18, one, Luke 18 is a fabulous, like particularly verses one through eight. Check those out. If you want to know about what Jesus taught on prayer and you want to be challenged in your prayer life. And honestly, if you've read this over and over and over again, it really doesn't matter. Read it again, because it really is so good. Like you could have read it yesterday and you can read it today and still be challenged and encouraged by what you're reading. So Luke 18, one from the New Living Translation. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Okay, so this is the sentence that precedes Jesus's narrative about um, the persistent widow. It's a parable about the persistent widow. So one day Jesus told his disciples, okay, there's thing number one, one day, this isn't, this doesn't appear to be an answer to a question about prayer or about some other topic, which often was the case. This appears to be, um, they're doing life together. The disciples are, are following Jesus and, you know, they could have been walking on the road. Don't really know. It doesn't say one day Jesus told his disciples, These are his closest followers. Are you a close follower of Jesus? Then this is for you. Are you a disciple? Then this is for you. He told his disciples a story. He often taught in stories to show it had a point. His stories always had a point to show that they should always pray and never give up. Okay, I've talked about this like um, 
ad nauseum, I guess you could say, but this is still super important. Okay. So let's just, um, if it's on my heart this much and on other people's hearts, as I've kind of been, I've been part of a, of a summit this week, an online conference, an online event. And I'm telling you, um, this is not just me feeling this urgency to really dig in, believe God, believe God's promises and pray, really pray believing. This is an across the board thing. It's something that the Lord is doing in his church. So let's be about that. We want to be going the direction the Lord is going, right? Like the disciples went with Jesus. They followed where he led. Let's do that too. So this this sentence precedes the narrative about the persistent widow. And Luke 18 is, it it probably is one of my favorite Bible passages on prayer. It's it's just going to stretch you. I said it before, but it will stretch you in your praying. That much I know absolutely to be true. So this woman, she was a widow. Okay. And in that culture, a widow had no rights, no voice, no worth to the society around her. She was like worthless. That is like the definition of a rough life right there, right? And yet, and yet she behaved as if she had every right to be heard by the town judge. Think of that. Think of that. I just want you to ponder that just for a second, because in your life and my life, there are circumstances where we feel kind of defeated and we have, we are under those things. We have given up in some realm. We have just, uh, rolled over. We stopped even praying about this. The hope is gone. Uh, however you want to phrase it. Can we somehow say, be brave enough? Now, I'm not telling you that to do some self-help thing and come up with the ability to to change your thinking on your own. Um, I know full well, that ain't going to get it done. That don't work. That don't work for me. It ain't going to work for you. It might work a little bit here and there now and then, but it does not work for the long haul. Listen, can you be brave enough to pray and say, Lord, even though this feels just absolutely desperate and hopeless. Can I have an end yet moment where where you help me to behave as if I have every right to justice, every right to have my prayer answered, every right to just keep pressing in in prayer, every right to hope and believe again? Would you help me with that? Pray and ask God to give you what you need to get your gumption fired up and he'll do it. He'll do it. Okay, so do you and I live that way? from a place of victory with a good attitude, a good attitude when life just ain't fair. Some days, um, some days I don't need to pour myself a cup of ambition, right? Anybody know that? Some of you are going to listen to this and say, what does that mean? Um, and you're going to want to find out what it means to pour yourself a cup of ambition. Sometimes I don't need to pour myself a cup of ambition. I need to pour myself a cup of a good attitude. I need to pour myself a cup of real trust in my God. I need to, um, Act like I believe what I say I believe, right? So this widow, she actually did have a voice. This is amazing. She actually did have a voice even when the whole world that she lived in, that was her whole world, her world decreed that she did not have a voice. She kind of bucked that decree and believed that she did have a voice. Uh, no matter the odds that are that are against us, and this is... um sometimes there are things really stacked against us. And I think it's as Christians in America today, uh, things are going to keep being stacked against us. But no matter what's stacked against us, we have hope. And thanks to prayer, we are never, ever left without a voice. We always have hope because of who we believe in, the one who is the great hope of the world. And we're never left alone with, because he's promised never to leave us or forsake us. And we never are voiceless because we can always pray. This widow chose to believe, 
In a society that labeled her as valueless, she chose to believe that she had enough value to, to kind of keep persisting in what she was due. She was due this. There was some justice that needed to come into her life. There was an injustice uh, that needed to be justified, so to speak. There was a wrong that needed to be righted. And she believed that she had enough value to persist in pursuing justice. She was after justice for herself for herself. And she persisted in her pursuit of it. Uh, That, my friend, is still really important. Even though Jesus shared this 2,000 years ago, it is still super duper really important today. Giving up is always a really bad idea. Giving up is always going to be too soon. You know what I mean? Like it's always too soon to give up and quit, especially when it comes to prayer. We often... We often think that it's okay to go after justice for others. And of course it is. Of course it is. But Jesus's parable in Luke 18 right here, it clearly shows us that it is also totally okay with the Lord to seek justice personally for ourselves. We need to remember this. This judge was hard-hearted, maybe even somewhat heartless. You know, this man had no fear of God. This man had no fear of man. I'm going to tell you what, I just got to say, that's a dangerous person to go toe to toe with uh, because they don't have anything to lose and you have everything to lose. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, whoa, I can't beat this guy um, in any arena because he's that hard hearted. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one right there. She was not staring down the face of um, some minuscule enemy. I mean, she was staring down the barrel of a gun like it was a big deal, but she kept after it. The justless, the justiceless judge ended up giving in to the rightless widow. By rightless, I mean had no rights in that society. The heartless judge gave in to the widow who had no authority. He caved. He caved to this widow and actually ended up providing justice only because of her persistence and her impudence. She was not going to stop. She would not be denied. Have you ever met anybody that's, they're like, I will not be denied. I will not be denied. Do you want to know why um, certain things are so powerful and, and, and moving? It's because the person speaking will not be denied. You've seen people give a speech that's like, whoa, I will not be, you know, and you just know they will not be denied. It's, it's moving. It makes an impact. You've ever read a book written by somebody who just, they will not be denied. They will not be moved. It's really powerful. This woman would not be denied. And then in verse six, Jesus tells us to, and I love this. I'm saying this in quotes. Okay. Like I'm I'm doing little quotes with my fingers, quote, learn a lesson. Jesus tells us to learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Oh, we might look at this and think, I'm going to learn a lesson about prayer from the widow. Yeah, and you do. You learn a lot from reading this passage. But he says, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Maybe, maybe the lesson you and I need to learn most isn't that we need to persist in prayer. Sure, we do need to persist in prayer, that we need to remember that we're not voiceless no matter what society has labeled us as. Uh, Maybe what we need to know most, the lesson we need to learn is about who we're talking to. Learn a lesson from the unjust judge, right? He caved to her and then everything changed for her, right? Learn a lesson about or from the unjust judge. In the end, justice will trump everything. It trumps it all. We need to remember that. Also, Also, we're not praying to someone unjust like the judge in the parable. We pray to our living God and we come to him 
as his dearly loved children. This is not even comparing apples to apples. Like if it's, if this is the way the scenario went down in the end with um, the widow who, who was an outcast and nothing and kind of garbage to society and a really heartless man who didn't fear God or anybody else, that's an extreme example. Yeah, we back it up and say we don't come to someone who is anything at all like this judge, and we are not seen by our God as anything like this widow was viewed in her society. So we come to him as dearly loved children. That's what you are. That's what you are. You are his dearly loved child. If you're in Christ and you know Jesus, that's that's what describes your life. That's your identity. You need to remember that. Nobody can take that from you. And I mean it. Not hell, not Satan. Nobody can take that from you. That is yours. We are not without rights. We are not without voices. We are, um, we're not without worth when we come before God in prayer. Our Lord sees us as having the right to be in his presence and to pray and make our request known to him because Jesus made that possible for us at the cross at Calvary. He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to pray to him. He wants to hear our voices and he has given us worth. I I could say, um, this is really broad, but also really true. The entire new Testament basically tells us again and again and again, that God has given us worth. God has given us worth. So any of the things that might be holding you back a little bit, um, in, in praying something through in, seeking justice for yourself in some certain situation, I just want to encourage you to um, kind of ponder it. Are you believing Satan's lies over God's truth? Are you agreeing with lies or are you agreeing with God's truth? Let's try to just agree with God's truth. And we have to look at our thoughts, especially long-standing thought patterns that we haven't ever really evaluated. They may have been there since they were just itty bitty little things. We need to look at those and do an evaluation and say, oh, wow, yeah, you know what? That's not, that doesn't fit what God's word says. So I'm going to, I'm going to chuck that and I'm going to change my thinking in that way. Okay. So, um, back to verse one, let's go back to our verse. Now, are you feeling discouraged? Are you feeling disappointed or like, disenchanted or doubtful, worn down or weary, Uh, even if you are, even so, let me just implore you, please don't give up. Don't give up as you pray. None of those things, none of those things is powerful enough to stop you from praying. None of those things has that power unless you give them that power. The issue here, you know, it might actually not be that um, we just don't want to keep praying over the long haul. I really don't think that that's true from the Christians that I know that the people that I talk to, I don't think we're like, eh, I don't want to pray over the long haul. I don't think we mind the process of digging in and really praying. That's not really what rattles our cage, so to speak, you know, um, that's, that's not the why. That's not the why. I wonder if we struggle. Um, I wonder if the why is why. Do, does that make sense? Like, I wonder if we struggle most with the well, why do we have to pray? If you would tell me why I have to pray so long through this, I wouldn't have any trouble praying. I don't even need to know that I'm going to get the desired outcome that I want as long as I can know that I'm going to get your will, you know, but what's, why, why do I have to keep praying? Why do we sometimes have to pray and pray and pray and still pray a whole lot more? Why do we have to be like the persistent widow? Just why? 
Sometimes we're very childlike in that way. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Jesus said, you need to come to him like a child. If you want to inherit the kingdom of heaven, you need to believe you need to accept his love. You need to be childlike in your faith and not pick it apart and, and question it. I'm not saying there's no room to ask questions, especially for people who are trying to figure out, um, is Jesus real? They're exploring Christianity. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, you know, the difference, you know what I mean? To be childlike or to be kind of like that attitude of I'm beyond this. I'm too intelligent for this. That's a dangerous place to be. Sometimes asking why can fall into that mode. Well, why do I have to do this anyway? Much more than being childlike and saying, well, why? Two different things, right? So, um, and I might be the only thing who, only thing. I'm a, am I a thing? I'm No, I'm not. I'm a noun, but I'm not a thing. I'm a person. I may be the only one who has wondered about this, but I'm probably not the only one. Probably not. That question of why, why do I have to pray so long about this thing? I, I've got some thoughts about why, um, and you probably have your own thoughts about the why, but for this podcast, I want to kind of challenge you to go in a new direction just, just for today, just for today. I would like to encourage you to take your why and just lay it at Jesus's feet and then just leave it there. Don't touch it again. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Our whys, our whys all need to bend the knee to Jesus's lordship and his sovereignty. Every why we have needs to bend the knee to Jesus. He is sovereign and he is the Lord. Then after you leave it there, like leave it there, really leave it there. Then out of love, out of trust, out of simple obedience and in faith, go right on back to praying. Just go back to praying. This can be as simple as it can be just a minute or two and you can be done with this process of laying down your whys, your questions, and then going back to praying. But it could be life changing. It could be a really well spent couple of minutes. You know what I mean? Okay. So Jesus knew that we would need this Luke 18 example in order to pray through things and not give up, right? He knew that. He knew that we would need to be encouraged to not give up while we stand praying, but to keep praying. Could we simply just decide to do this? In our toughest and longest trials and those circumstances that, you know, the ones that cause the overwhelm, could we just choose to simply decide to do this? You know, can we, honestly, we kind of have to, we have to, we've got to make this choice. We're choosing one way or the other. Even if you say, I'm not going to make that choice. I can't commit to just really choosing to just decide to lay down my whys and the stress of it all and the not understanding and just pray anyway. Look, you're, when you say you're not choosing, you're choosing, just go ahead and choose to do what Jesus said and to say, you know what you knew. You knew, Lord, that we were going to have some things that were going to be just long in the going and long in the doing, and we would need to hang on. And you spoke to that exact situation. You spoke to what I'm going through right now and said, keep on praying and don't give up. So if you said to do that, there's going to be an end result. There's going to be a good end result. There's going to be an end result that fits what Romans 8.28 says, which is that we know, we know, not we hope, not we think, not, well, maybe we know that in all things and all means all in all things, all things will work together for our good. So long as, so long as we are among those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Okay. Can you just believe that that's, that's part, that's what's going to happen as you hang in there and hang on and keep praying and turn your back on the wise and keep praying in spite of how difficult it might be. Even if you feel discouraged, pray anyway, pray some more. Could we just not give up simply because Jesus said not to give up? 
I know you can do it. I know you can do it. That's uh, it says it sounds like it's easier said than done, but honestly, it's easier done than said. Once you start, you say, "Well, I'm just going to keep praying. I'm going to pray over it again right now." It's easier done than said. You don't even have to talk through this one. You can just start praying again right now. That is a beautiful way to pray. That is a powerful way to pray. That is the kind of praying that moves mountains. And all you need to move that mountain is faith the size of a mustard seed. Jesus didn't say it necessarily would be in your own time frame, but you can you can you look at a mustard seed, how tiny it is. Can you just ponder it and think, do I have that much faith in my good and loving Lord that that as I pray, he'll hear and he'll answer? Yeah, you can come up with that much faith and you can keep praying again. Okay, that is it for today. I'm a little short today, but that's okay because I had to do like three conference sessions and three um, live one-on-one things this week. And then I I did a lot this week. So uh, it's okay if I'm done a little early, but I have this opportunity coming up that I actually just found out about um, yesterday. And it's a remarkable opportunity to be a part of um, an online summit. I normally don't say yes to a quick turnaround, but this one is, it is solely focused on just getting us ready for Jesus's return. The entire summit is all about that. So um, I'm all in. I'm excited about this. I'm going to be sharing more about it. It's going to be happening in March, and I think it'll be a live event. I think it'll be like 15 bucks, and it may be the best 15 bucks that you spend in a long time. So I'll be talking more about that. And that's not like I, you know, I'm not going to get rich off this, folks. This isn't me selling anything. If I make a dollar off of every 15 that goes through my link, like, so what? It's a buck, right? I mean, it isn't even a cup of coffee at McDonald's. So this is about kingdom work. This is about, do we live believing that Jesus is coming back? And if we do believe that, how can we better get ready for when that day comes and for what's, what's coming down the pipe for us? Because, um, things are coming, you know what I'm talking about, right? You can see the winds of change, right? You know, anybody think of Monsters, Inc. And he's, what's that? I smell, what's that? I smell the winds, the winds of change, the winds of change. Yeah. The winds of change actually are coming. And in the end, when Jesus returns, oh, he's going to come with the winds of change and it's going to be phenomenal. And you don't want to have one single regret, not one unnecessary regret when that day comes, when he rips open the sky and he and he just takes care of business. Let's be ready for that. So I'm going to be sharing about this. I don't have tons of details. Like I said, it just happened. Um, I just heard about it, was invited yesterday, and I'm excited about it. And um, thanks to all of you who left reviews on my podcast. I saw some new reviews, so that's always super encouraging. That just moves things up and um, gets it in front of more people who, who can listen and um, it's easy for you to do. It only takes a second. It doesn't cost you anything. But if somebody else could hear about the Lord and his promises and and just have more faith in God and love him more and serve him better, maybe be bolder in their testimony, do that thing that they're scared to do, but they think the Lord's called them to do. If any of that could happen because somebody listens to me yapping in this mic in my desk uh, at my desk in a corner of the bedroom in my house in Wichita, Kansas, can you imagine anything better? You make that possible just by just by leaving a review. So it's it's crazy, but it bumps it up and then it gets shown to more people. So, okay, um, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm a few minutes early. So maybe take those two or three minutes I mentioned in this episode and lay down your wise before the Lord and then pray about that thing or that variety of things that you feel like you've had to pray about for so long and the mountain hasn't moved. Just lay down your wise, pray again, and I'll see you back here next time for episode number 56 of the Burt Not Ernie Show. All right. 
thankful for all of you. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon, um, weekend as I get ready to launch this or a great day whenever you listen to it. Lord bless. See you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.